Hey, Print Hustlers, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. My name is Bruce from Printavo. We've got a very special guest, actually back again, the Supercolor founders, Rumwalia and Mike Modgal out of Los Angeles and New Zealand. Thanks, guys, for being able to join us again uh, on our second episode with you guys here. Yeah, thank you. Good to be here. So the reason I wanted to do this is because last time we talked a lot about Supercolor's history and what they got into um, and, and how they've just created an incredible brand new heat transfer and an innovative heat transfer in this space. But I think there's a lot of questions around pricing and how shops can actually use this to, to develop their offering, to be able to sell more, to be able to like even how to price. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier before, but I thought it was great if they could show us real examples, like what should we charge how do we sell it? How do we, there's just so many questions in it. So I'm really excited to be able to get into this. And thanks guys again for joining. So first, just to kick it off, like what types of jobs should be focused on or should shops use for heat transfer versus screen printing? Mike, especially you were talking about before that, you know, a screen printer, a shop owner, he's doing, sure she's doing 800 different things at a time. Anything can go potentially wrong with that order, but maybe what are better orders for transfers than setting up a, a screen print job? Transfers are great for the, the slightly unusual jobs and the technical jobs and the, the short run jobs that have got lots of colors. And saying that they're good for other things as well, but like in terms of how they help out somebody who's running a busy screen printing shop, it does the stuff that you'd have to set up 10 screens, do some simulated process for, and somebody walks into your shop with a with a with a sweatshirt job, and he says, "I want 50 of these, and it's got eight nine colors. It's simulated. It's difficult. It's going to take you sort of like an hour or so to set it up on the press, or maybe a couple of hours to set it up on the press. You can sell a transfer job, and if you've priced your transfers correctly and confidently, you don't have to worry so much about how to price, how long it's going to take you to set up the machine and, and all that sort of thing. It takes a little bit of complexity out of your day because it means that you don't have to think about all of the other details that you would have if you were screen printing it. That makes sense. And even for both of you guys, what defines it as a short run then versus like, are you, do you normally target 12? Is it 24 with maybe six plus colors? Where's that boundary? Well, for us, a short run is 20 pieces. And um, that's also the minimum order quantity for Supercolor. Um, what it does is even if you're going to do a dozen, it gives you eight left over just to have extras in case the customer comes back. And we all know that customers that put in small orders, inevitably they'll come back and say they need two or three extra pieces. And that helps solve that problem right there. Got it. And what is the difference between then running something off on a DTG versus transfer there's quite a bit of difference but really what it comes down to is your time right and what supercolor is all about is making things super fast and super easy with DTG there's um, you know sometimes if you're doing a dark there's a pre-treat there's a different process that revolves around it mm -hmm. um, with supercolor it's just press peel and ship and that's what we wanted to do we want it to be really really easy for the print shops to execute um, sometimes with DTG, there's other com complexities that come along with it, uh, particularly when you're printing. Sometimes there are um, higher damages and things like that that can be avoided by using Supercolor. DTG as well is um, once you get up doing sort of like 20, 30, 40 shirts, by the time you have the pre-treat, depending on the size of the thing, how long it takes, it might take between a minute and two minutes to print it off on the machine. 
sure, with a super color, we're like a we're like a ten second press, and there's minimal training because it's a heat press. So you've got somebody standing in front of heat press as long as it's set up correctly, they go for it. With a DTG, you've got to have a trained operator in front of it. The guy's got to know what he's doing. There's a whole lot of hooks in it. Again, it's just another complex piece of equipment that exists in your shop that makes life a little bit more difficult. Totally. It's all about the time, right? If you get 20 um, supercolor transfers and you're pressing on the front of a t-shirt, it may take you, you, you could probably knock out those 20 shirts in maybe five minutes or less. If you're a good presser, it's only a 10 second press. I know people in my shop will probably get it done in maybe two or three minutes. Um, mm. With DTG, that's just not something that you can do because of the time it takes to print. If you add pre-treat to that, it's going to be five times, six times, seven times the speed. It just depends on the technology that you have. Interesting. So, you know, fulfillment has definitely been a big thing, especially with online stores growing. We release print album merch and people are booming with the fundraising aspects, right? That, that you see helping other small businesses and, and uh, just overall online stores to help companies collect sizes and payments and all that stuff. But does this potentially help people? I think one of the things that happens is, you know, you got to wait every week to gang all the orders or every two weeks to fulfill that whole job because people don't want to be setting up the press, tear it down for maybe eight, 12 or 20. Like, does it help give more flexibility to fulfill those faster then? You know, as the orders come in or you, you could stack those heat transfers and purchase them like that too? Yeah. So if you think about a fulfillment shop, you're selling ones at a time, two at a time, three at a time. What Supercolor does is like, if you've got a design that you know that you're going to sell a hundred of over, we've got a shelf life of a couple of years. Uh -huh. So if you're going to sell a hundred over the space of sort of six months, you buy a hundred transfers, you sit them on the shelf, an order comes in, you press it out and you go. And we've got some people in the fulfillment space that are quite big in the fulfillment space that are now really large customers of ours because we've taken a lot of complexity out of their business in terms of having to deal with the DTG, the setup, the pre-treating, the other bits and pieces. It, um, it removed a bottleneck for them because it just had, you know, the colors, they were confident, uh, it was easier for them to scale with the staff. Rum, you know, who, you know, the, the, the company yeah, that I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, he's, um, he's, um, it's, it's, it's really worked great for him. And there's, there's a guy in Australia at the moment who we've signed up about for like two months ago. He's doing exactly the same thing. And, um, these guys are quite large, you know, like they're, they're buying in some cases sort of like, you know, two, three hundred transfers, but they might be buying 10 lots of those two, three hundred transfers. They've just got them sitting on the shelf. They've got the blank shirt spot. It's clean. There's no mess. There's a lot simpler for them. And because the transfer washes as well, it's not like a, this isn't an old school transfer. This will go through 60, 70, 80 washes. They've got confidence that what they're fulfilling out, it looks great. It's going to last. It's got a finish that's as good as Supercolor, uh, is um, screen printing, you know? So yeah, the, the merch thing's really interesting. We think we're gonna, it's going to really take off for us there. I, I actually think that e-transfers in general are a perfect fit for online merch stores. One is because of the, the stock and hold nature of, of, of transfers. They don't take up a lot of space. You don't have to save screens. The setups aren't, aren't there. But the other, other aspect of it is it's an on-demand product, just like buying something on a store online is on-demand. If you need them, you can get them really quickly from Supercolor and you can press them and fill those jobs, you know, as fast as your customers are ordering them. The other aspect of it is, is that people's preferences change really quickly. Designs change really quickly. If you have those transfers and you need to discard them because the design changed, you haven't pressed them onto the garment, you're not losing 
um, you know, the, the, the apparel, it's, it's sitting there, they're in blank. You just grab what you need. You press what you have to, and you ship it out. Sure. And, and, and that, that's easy, you know, like, like Mike said, there's a lot of our customers are now moving, moving to that because you can just stick a person on that and that's their job all day long is filling those orders and just finding the transfer, pressing and shipping. That's so awesome. That do a lot of fulfillment stores in that as well. They're very good at creating and designing. And what they're finding is they're having to spend a lot more of their life not creating and designing, but managing production, mm. you know, and organizing production and dealing with the complexity. So we sort of help them out there as well because they don't have to manage that anymore. They can spend their life yeah. doing the design. Yeah, being creative. The other advantage that I just thought about with it is um, we have customers that like to pilot test designs out, right? And so what they do is rather than making a huge commitment towards something, They'll order it on Supercolor and they'll start pressing it and they'll build a program around making a low minimum uh, commitment of just 20 pieces. So they don't have to go all into something. They can just test it out. And if it takes off, then they can go what, down whatever path they want. And, and I think that having that flexibility is, is, is really important when you're running your business nowadays because sometimes you get trapped into doing things that can become costly over time. Sure. That makes sense. I mean, you guys are both shop owners, you know, outside of Supercolor as well. Do, do you feel that, you know, one common thing we hear a lot, right, is you got a 200 short order and it has a similar setup time and, and time for approval and quotes and back and forth, right? And all that as a 10 piece job, right? Do you think that that helps using the heat transfer helps make it more of a profitable job to spend that time up front when, you know, versus just turning it down or, you know, or how do you honestly feel about that? If you're saying no to your customer, somebody else is probably saying yes. Mm -hmm. and, and if you leave the door open for them to go someplace else and try something new, you also leave the door open for them to leave. Now, I'm not saying that all business is great business. Everybody has to make their own decisions. But one of the things that Supercolor allows you to do is to say yes more and, and to do it at a price or a cost that is a very small investment. It's a very accessible product. Going back to DTG, you don't have to make a huge investment into this. You just have to buy the transfers and own a heat press, and then you can say yes to your customers. The short run thing, Bruce, is really interesting in a shop because that is the argument, right? Like there's a lot of shops out there that just want to sell 10,000 units all the time, you know, because there's as much work in setting up 10,000 as there is sort of like 10. New Zealand's really interesting because like we've got 5 million people. My shop's probably the largest in New Zealand, and we do maybe between 100 and 150 to 170 orders a day at the moment after COVID. Most of them are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, my average embroidery run size at the moment is 15 units. My average transfer run size is probably around about maybe 25. And the screen printing has completely dried up. But ultimately, I think that at the moment is looking like 40 units as well. So every single job that goes through embroidery works is a small job, nearly. Now, when you think about quoting a screen printing job that's got lots of colors, you've got to have somebody who really knows what they're doing because at the front, they've got to pre-vet it all. And so the level of skill to negotiate that with a customer is quite huge. Whereas with Supercolor, you can hire somebody sort of like two days ago, show them a Supercolor matrix. They don't have to count colors. They don't have to have too much of a technical awareness of what's going on. So it might not shorten that approval lead time process because a lot of that's based around or, you know, my transfer is too small or, you know, like I want the image a little bit bigger or can you move it a little bit further down the chest? It's not looking right on the proof. You know, there's a lot of that sort of niggle. Sure. But ultimate, ultimately, I think what it does is it means that 
the staff inside the, the screen printing company has more confidence because they're not having to worry so much about the technical aspects of it. I mean, that trend of those average order size going down and, and your team having to adjust with that, has that been before coronavirus as well that you're seeing that or was it just accelerated through this? New Zealand's always been a short run environment, but it's really become, so after COVID now, nobody's committing to larger quantities. It's really sort of tending down to a lot more of the fulfillment based work, the uniform work. It's all of its transactional based garments, you know, like uniforms and, stuff that people have to wear as opposed to stuff that people want to wear. It's an interesting part of, I suppose, the way the, the business is going. My, my friend, Nick, he's the Gildan um, agent in New Zealand. He's doing the same or similar turnovers to what he was doing before. He probably won't mind me sharing this, but um, he can't keep up with the order picks because his order size is so small. Like it's tiny. Like, you know, he's shipping out more fives, twos, threes, tens. It's, it's been really interesting. It's been really interesting. interesting. Is that what you see too? Oh yeah, go ahead, Mike. And it's, and the interesting thing about this, right, is like after Corona, if if order sizes are tending down on our average shop size, it just means that we're doing more front end work for less machine runtime. And if that more front end work has got more colours and there's more screens and all that sort of thing, what's going to happen is it, it becomes a lot like my shop used to look like, or even looks like now. And um, you split some of that work off to super colour and you just take the heat out of it a little bit. Got it. Interesting. Is that something you see too, Ron? Because it's, it's fascinating that you mentioned that. The reason I bring that up is I've seen a couple other shop owners have mentioned that too over the last couple of months. Large, small, all of them ha- ha- have sort of felt the same thing. Definitely. On demand is really um, the way to go, uh, or it's really what's happening in the industry right now. If you take a look at um, you know, our order sizes, we see a lot of 20s, 50s, 100s in terms of what people are buying from Supercolor. There's no incentive really to overcommit because at that point, you know, you, you just adjust your margins and, and you, you, you roll with the flow. And I just think that that's what people are going to do is if they don't have to take the risk, why should they? Just do what you have to do. And then when the big orders come in just on the fly, so yeah, I think that um, on, you know on demand is is really going to accelerate even more. We've all got to go where the market goes a little bit. Absolutely, market goes there. We got to go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up after uh, average order size and pull it from our database too. It'd be interesting to plot that out over time. But I'm getting off. I'm getting off on a, on a tangent here. But I think that's really interesting. Where do shops find success with you guys? at Supercolor versus anybody else in the market? Like, like why you to be able to help them make these jobs profitable and you guys execute on, on these jobs and, and create a better transfer? We're easier and we're faster, really. We're faster and we're easier. We're Supercolor, we're super fast, we're super easy. Our, our delivery timelines are built to fit into their delivery timeline. You know, like, um, and because we've got a published price list, which we're gonna go through shortly, then it's easy to order. It's easy to understand. Um, it's easy to reorder. We've got a good online, which sort of like shows you all of your past history, all of your other jobs that you've done in the past. So if you get a reorder, it's really easy to run that through. We've just really looked at the process and we've built it in such a way that it fits into a shop because it's been built by people that own shops, not necessarily built by people who make transfers and want to sell it in their way. One of the things that is huge in our world is right, like every other transfer company does what they call a gang sheet where you can 
here's a sheet size and you can put as many logos on it as you want. Now, that sounds great. And in some cases, that's less expensive than what you might be able to get from Supercolor. But the problem is every time you go and price it, you've got to go and get a calculator out and you've got to be a, a mathematical genius because you've got to order a minimum of 20 sheets. Then you've got to work out the measurement. Then you've got to work out how many are. You've got to work out how much gap they want between each transfer. I used to do this, right, when um, Supercolor started out. It's so time-consuming and you end up having no confidence because it's so easy to make a mistake in the pricing. So we thought, let's get rid of all of that. Let's publish a price list. Let's put some simple sizing around it. And we kept the sizing really simple because of that reason. And so now you can build it into systems, you can build it into online, you can build it into price matrices. And, and what that does is like, if you're dealing with more orders in a day, and this is easier to price, it becomes a bit of a go-to. You can communicate this pricing to your customers and say, we sell Supercolor, here's the price list, or here's our price list of the Supercolor. And then what ends up happening is your customers end up pricing it because it's so easy. They're relieved because they don't have to work out setups. They don't have to work out any of the other bits and pieces that don't have to color count. It starts taking the heat out of that whole front end process. Got it. So let's talk about that. How do you price? What's the best practices for pricing heat transfers and executing on that so that they're profitable, you know, from a few to, to more? I know you said you guys had minimums of 20. I, I don't know. If, if, even if they do get 10, like how, how does all that work? What does it look like? So it's exactly the same as if you were pricing screen printing in your shop or selling t-shirts in your shop. So if you buy the transfer for a dollar, then you want to make a margin on the transfer. And so say you want to make 100% markup on the transfer, so you want to make $2. And then the other component of a heat transfer is the press charge. So you've got a guy standing in front of a heat press, and what you've got to do there is you've got to work out how much he costs you versus how much an hour return you want off that labor unit, and then you work out what your press cost is. And once you've worked out that, then you apply that to what the Supercolor buy price is, and then you're done, pretty much. We don't charge setups, and we also, we charge a flat fee on the, the shipping run, two-day FedEx Air. $15. Which is $15, and the way that you build that into the pricing is you just simply charge a setup on your end. You might charge $25 to set up the job, or $30 to set up the job, or something like that, and that sort of protects you from that. So it really is pretty easy to, to, to go through and, and, and price. And then you've obviously got the t-shirt, you've got the margin that you put on the t-shirt and away you go from there. Interesting. So, I mean, do you, do you have like a matrix that you could share that we can run a real example of, let's say a five person shop or a 10 person shop, right? What you feel like the best. Oh, okay. Awesome. So Here if you go. guys actually, if you guys aren't or are listening audio wise, so definitely have to jump in after we're going to talk through this so you can hear about it now, but Find us on YouTube, Printable's YouTube channel, and you want to watch this too because they're actually sharing this real pricing that I believe Rum uses in his shop here and how you guys can just take this and be able to put it right into Printavo. This is the Supercolor price calculator that we're looking at. And what we've input into this is two of our, our products that we um, happen to sell a lot of, the wearable and the blocker. Just by clicking on the cell, there is a down arrow that allows you to select what transfer type you, you want to um, price out. And then right below that, we've got the press charge. And now each, each shop has the ability to choose how much they want to charge for pressing. And in this case, we've plugged in 60 cents, um, just as a hypothetical. And, and then right below the press charge, we have another field, which is for margin. And what um, you can do in there is input whatever margin you want to add on to the top of the transfer. 
And in this case, we put 30%. And if you, if you wanted to change the margin and go to 40, then it'll adjust um, all of the columns and pricing for um, each um, cell. And then basically you can use this as the basis to build your pricing model. What do you find is the best practice to help calculate press charge and margin? Do you just run examples of saying, all right, 20 uh, transfers, this person is $12 an hour, right? right? Do you try to back into it like that? Or, or is there a number that you should start at and just go up higher from there? Totally. So if your labor costs you $12 an hour, and let's say that they can press 30 units an hour. What's that work out at? 40 cents. 12 divided by 30. So that's, so your cost is 40 cents. So say you want to make a, you want to, you want to make, you want to double your labor. You'd put in an 80 cents press charge there. Got it. Okay. Um, so that's an that's easy a, way to calculate the, the an easy press way. charge. Aspect. Yeah. And make sure of course, too, not just what you pay them hourly, but you could probably should try to amortize some of your other costs. Right. I'm assuming in right. You know, lease, yep. equipment, all this other stuff that's going on. Press charging is, 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 is subjective, okay? The, there are parts to this process that are a bit subjective because pressing onto the front of a t-shirt is very different than fronting, uh, pressing onto, let's say, an umbrella. And so based on the complexity of what you're pressing, you may want to adjust your press charges up and down. And, and that's just basically a good practice to do. That's what we do over here. Um, we would encourage other people to do the same. Interesting. So you could create many of these matrices. And we're going to give this Excel sheet, by mm -hmm. the way, we're going to link down below so that you guys can be able to, to play around with it and download your own copy. But that's a great point. So then you could have 0.8 for t-shirts, but then you have 1.3, maybe Mike for the umbrellas you're running off. Sure, sure. If you're, if you're dealing with objects that are hard to handle, um, just like when you're when you're screen printing bulky items, you're going to charge more because it's a bulky item. It's hard to get on a platen. The same thing applies over here. So a good practice also is we like to do time trials and we make it a game over here. Uh, you know, when we're doing it at Deco Press and we we set up the presses and we get people pressing and we try to see what's get two people doing it. We take the average and that's how we figure out you know how long it takes or how many units we can do per hour, um, and then we break it down from there. And that's how you come up with those costs. Now, you know, labor is going to vary based off of where you're located. Your overheads are going to vary based off of where you're located. So, you know, these numbers and these figures, you're going to have to make adjustments to them. Nobody can tell you that 60 cents is the press charge you should go with no matter, everywhere you are. No matter where you are in the world, that should be your press charge. But, you know, um, if you look at um, what Sanmar recommends, they're recommending people to come in closer to a dollar. They want to push the industry forward because there are a lot of challenges in terms of placement and things like that. Things like caps and um, tote bags are a little bit easier, so you may want to modify your pricing on, on certain things like that. What we'd love to jump in and show how we have the pricing set up in Printavo Definitely. For, Real for quick, actually, yeah. uh, what yeah. about the margin? What do you guys recommend for helping to set that up? Where should that number be? That would be a similar margin that the shop would charge on their other stuff they buy on, like T-shirts and that sort of thing, mm. I think. They could probably tolerate a slightly higher margin, perhaps, somewhere between a 30 to a to a 50% margin, depending on the volumes that you're selling, what customer base you're going after. If Obviously, if you're in a wholesale sense, you're not going to be able to get that much of a margin. If you're in a retail sense and you're doing fulfillment, then you should totally be getting 
Thing, you know, like yeah. all, all day long, maybe even more, you know, because at the end of the day, that becomes part of the, the thing. And I mean, like, if you look at the cost of our, so like our, our A4 transfer, for example, versus the cost of a DTG, the transfer costs about the same amount as the ink and you're saving a whole lot more of the labor. It's sort of similar to how people price DTG. It also comes down to um, what you're competing against or who you're competing against. And you have to understand your market and you have to know your customer. I think that those two things are going to help you articulate better pricing. And, and then it also matters like which one of these columns that you're in. So if you take 40% like, and you apply it all the way across every single column, that's good and it's simple, but if you want to go back and you want to adjust some of them because you might feel that you're out of pocket, yeah. then, like, then you can just go in, go in here and adjust it and copy the pricing and put it into Printavo where you feel it's going to work better for you. If you want to take sort of like 20% on the higher quantities, you can do that too. The most important thing on the higher quantities is probably the press charges, right? Because if you're not making money on the dude who's standing there pressing, that's where you've got the opportunity to sort of like leak money. And do you have the cost? Is the cost of the actual transfer baked into this matrix here too? Yep. It's baked into okay. the spreadsheet. So got it. So this is the, the final, final, perfect. This is the final. This is what right? you're selling out to. That's, that's what you drop straight into Printable. Wow. Okay, cool. We've got a lot of products and a lot of price sheets in here. We, we, we like to use um, this to set up different levels of pricing. So if you see here, this is um, our wearable product, which is our most popular transfer that we sell. We have it set up on a retail price. That's if somebody walks off the street and they want to have us print on a shirt, this is the retail pricing that we have set up. And then we have um, like distributor pricing. If you work with a lot of um, ASI companies or um, adver uh, advertising uh, brokers and things like that, then you can use the distributor pricing over here. And then last we have um, wholesale pricing, which is shop to shop. And we do a lot of work um, in conjunction with other shops. Uh, sometimes, you know, we'll get a very large project and they'll say, hey, let's split this. And there are opportunities there as well. We'll jump into um, the retail um, price matrix so that everybody can see how we've set this up. Now, in here, what we've done is we've stuck in the size categories for Supercolor, each one of them in a separate column. And then we have the quantities over here. And we built this pricing matrix by actually copying from the Excel sheet that we previously showed you. So if uh, you want a two and a half by two and a half, you want 100 pieces, it's 366. And this has the margin baked into it, as well as the press charge baked into it. There's, there's not necessarily any thinking that needs to happen if your sales reps or your team are trying to quote a job. It's simple. It's right there. You don't have to worry about whether you're um, you know, going to make money or lose money because as long as you know, you're running production that's in tune with the pricing, you're going to be good. The columns that you guys set up here, those sizes are based off the sheet sizes that you guys sell, right? So that's where people are fitting into the design. You know, it's a three by three, so I'll pick four by four here. That's yep. correct. Totally. Okay, that's correct. That makes um, sense. Jesus, and is Jesus this is this what you uh, so retail? So for example, and this is what you've created. You know, obviously you're based in Los Angeles, so I'm sure mm -hmm. uh, higher costs and, and all that stuff going in. Sure. But this is direct really to market. Yeah, this is direct to market. This is somebody comes right. off the street and says, "Hey, I've got 20 birthday shirts I want to do for for my kid's birthday this weekend." Um, you know, it's got a million colors in it. What can you do for me? This is the pricing matrix that we have set up for them. And it's, it's on a market basis, you know, um, everybody has to pick 
what fits their market. As we mentioned, we do have other price categories. So you just pick, put the customer on the tier that fits them best. And then that way, whenever they come in and you need to do a, a quote or price a job for them, you just have them on the, on the right price tier. This is an invoice that we've created um, using the pricing matrix that we have loaded into the system. And basically the way that we, we use the locations, same way that a screen printer would use locations. And so if we go into edit, and then we're gonna go into add imprints, you can see that it's pulling the pricing from the matrix uh, matrices. So this one is Supercolor wearable. They're on a distributor price tier. The size of the transfer that we selected is 8.3 by 11.7. And as a good practice for ourselves over here, we like to put the size of the actual design that they want printed, and then the colors that they, they have in the design. Now, we've also created a separate um, uh, matrix for application. Now, in this case, because we have the press charge built in to the pricing, we've selected application included. Now, there are opportunities to make more money if you're going to be doing products that are harder to press. Um, we mentioned oversized goods um, or bags, outerwear, shoes. Mm. You, can, you can press all of these items and you, know, you can charge a premium to do them because there aren't a lot of people out there that A, do them, but two, they are they are a little bit more complex and take take up more time and so what charge higher yeah mm -hmm. go for it yeah yeah 100%. How, what about different types of fabrics do you get so it seems like you've got different matrices set up to price based on that different press charge and margin you know for yeah. a tote bag versus a hat versus a shirt but do you, does it get into detail with the uh, you know, a poly versus a tribeline versus cotton, or are those all the same? No. So we've got five transfers that suit different types of items. Okay. So there's a there's a wearable transfer, there's a couple of blocker transfers which stop dye migration, and thus slightly more expensive, which is why you can see in RUM's um, pricing, we've got the block soft shell and the block, and there'll be a blocker in there somewhere as well, SC block disc. We've got a cap price list, which is two sizes of a cap transfer, and then there's a promotional transfer and the promotional transfer is designed not to be washed. And that goes on items like bags, coolers, umbrellas, if you like umbrellas, a whole lot of other bits and pieces like that. Um, so we've segmented the price list based on what the person is going to press mm -hmm. in, in general. And the only thing they've really got to work out is will the fabric migrate or will it, will it won't migrate? If it doesn't migrate, then you can go with a wearable. If it does migrate, you need a blocker. If it's a soft shell jacket, you need a soft shell jacket blocker. That's about, Got that's it. about as simple as it is. Yep. So it's a good it's a good best practice just to keep breaking them down into more pricing matrices yep. to accurately price from, you know, maybe a dark versus a light versus a different type yep. of good because that corresponds to your guys' transfer product. So the next thing that happens from here, right, is the order gets approved and then they've got to go over to our system and they've got to order it. So if they've used the soft shell blocker price list, and that's what it says on the Printavo order form, then they know that that's exactly what they're ordering from Supercolor. So it means that they don't have, there's, there's less chance of there being a little bit of action in there and ordering so the wrong thing. Basically what we've done is we've taken the, the five different transfer type uh, categories and we've priced them into three different price tiers. So we have 15 different price categories in the matrices. And 
the person that is um, once the matrix uh, once the price tier has been assigned to the customer, they're only then working with five different transfer types. At which point, if they know what they're printing onto, then it makes it easy to select the transfer type. If you're doing headwear, there's only one transfer type that you need to get. It's Supercolor headwear. Then it's all about selecting the size and the quantity. So we've simplified it down to that. So going back into the order, we know that um, in, this one is gonna be a Supercolor um, transfer. And so there's a general category here for Supercolor transfer. And now when we go back to imprint, we know that we need a wearable transfer because it's a cotton t-shirt and you're going to select um, SC wearable from the matrix along with the size. Got it. So you recommend putting that into the imprint, the size of the exact yes. like, design and you put in colors. What is the reason mm -hmm. for the colors you feel like in there? Just to you know, make sure you identify the right one to the right transfer when you, when they get them in the mail. There, there are situations where your customer is going to request you to color match. And in those instances, it's a good practice to put, put, put those colors in, in this area because then it allows your, if you have a dedicated person that is taking in orders and a dedicated person that is writing your POs and outsourcing you know, products that you're bringing into your shop, there's no mix up along the way. It allows them to communicate with each other on you know, what needs to be done. The other thing is, is this, is that most uh, super color jobs are run CMYK. People aren't worried about the, the color matching, but um, you can just type in CMYK over here if you wanna just you know, designate it there. Um, it really just is a best practice to avoid mistakes from happening. That's why we do that. Makes sense. And that's really how easy it is to integrate Supercolor pricing into your um, Printavo price matrices. Um, it's, a, it's about building the pricing by using the Supercolor price calculator, making sure that um, your margin and your press charge is suitable, and then copying all of this information into the matrix. Now, I took it one step further, and I, I like to show um, this, that there are certain things that I realized along the way that we were doing a lot of, they started to become a little bit more complex to, to decorate. And rather than making it confusing for my team to select the right pricing, what I did is I created another price category specifically for those items. So we do a lot of backpacks here. And so what we did was, is we used the Supercolor promo transfer to create a bag category for backpacks. And it made it really easy. Every time a backpack came in, boom, that's the one we're gonna use. And the extra press charge that's built into it in um, this spreadsheet, we increased the press charge to $1.25 for a backpack. It adjusted all of our pricing over here. And then someone just had to input that into Printavo. Then as that business grew, we were like, oh man, all of a sudden we're doing a lot of fanny packs. You know, so then we added a, a fanny pack price. Um, we added a duffel bag price. And so you can start to customize your Supercolor pricing by baking in that press charge that needs to be a little bit higher on certain items, or if you wanna mark up the margin on the transfer because you're doing premium work, you have an opportunity to do that. 
Yeah, Rum, by the way, that's a really great way to organize these matrices too is by putting, you've got SC underscore bag underscore mm-hmm. and duffel or, you know, bag underscore uh, fanny pack. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted to point that out. That's a great idea. I cannot take credit for that. That's for my partner over there. He likes to make things very clear for people my, to understand. That's a great idea. <laughs> um, you know, um, basically each one of these, uh, the, the first item is, is SC obviously for super color. The second one is the category. We put bag because sometimes, um, you know, promo can be used, uh, promo transfers can be used several different ways. And then the next one is specifically what type of bag. And then the last one is the price tier. So this one over here is distributor because primarily that's who we're doing that work for. But on this one, it's just wholesale and it's bag because it's all the same. So got it, got it. Yeah, bringing it all together. What are a couple tips, maybe, or even just one something that you guys have learned that when people are getting started now in e-transfers, or if they just want to improve what they're doing, that you you know, they're like, man, I wish we'd have done this one earlier. I think the first thing is is don't be afraid. It can seem like it's really complicated and it can seem like it's really complex, but it really isn't. And if you keep it really simple and you make it really easy, then it becomes fast to process and it becomes profitable. The other thing is start slow and start with products that make a lot of sense. Work with t-shirts before you get into the harder stuff. Build your confidence. Um, Give your team uh, you know, an opportunity to grow the business and um, get the repetition in. Um, if you're an NBA player, you need to practice your free throws. If you're a heat presser, you need to, you need to press. And, um, and I, I think that that's really what it's all about. From there, you'll, you'll, you'll see the opportunities in front of you because the revenue will start coming in and then you just start building from there. Start small and don't be afraid to grow. Got it. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for being able to to just be transparent about that. Give really good best practices, tips. This is the Super Color Gang. If you guys are looking for heat transfers, um, take a look or actually take a listen to our our previous podcast with them because it's very cool how they've built the company and and what's really special about their heat transfer. And uh, of course, thank you guys for also sponsoring or being a sponsor as uh, for Print Hustles Comp this year. Hopefully, we'll see you guys in person. Fingers crossed for next year. But this is Rum Walia, Mike Mogul. Thank you guys again. Thank you for having us. Thanks.